What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Hey, this is a national treasure and the real world's champion, Mick Aldis, and you're listening to Behind the Gorilla. Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, guys? We're late, and we're doing WrestleMania a week later. Because that's just how it works, and because we're we set our own schedule, we don't have to do what everyone else does. Oh, do a WrestleMania review the day after because it's relevant. No crap, who cares? BS. We're not doing I, I that. Think, we, I we think beat, what, we marched to the beat of our own drum. I I think what my co-host Mark is trying to say here is some of us, being mature and sensible wrestling fans, prefer to take a week to let it sink in, let us really think about it. And then give you the best opinion on WrestleMania. Not the quickest, Mm -mm. but the best. Because we've thought about it. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. So this will be the highest quality WrestleMania recap of all time from absolute experts who have done nothing but kept up with WWE over the past year. Um, We've watched the show each at least five times so that we have have Mm -hmm. all the nuances. We've seen everything. Um, we, you know, we've, we, we actually, watched, we watched all of raw after Mania. We watched all of SmackDown after Mania. We, we've, we've mm-hmm. totally got all of that ready and, uh, yeah, you, we're not going to miss a thing. That's right. Yeah. We're going to talk about Bobby Lashley versus almost for 45 minutes. I mean, a minimum <laughs> just, you know, we got to go, we got to break down and move. We're breaking every match down move by move, Harris. See a lot. We're, we're going to be on here. Of- How long was both WrestleMania? It was like eight hours. So we'll, we'll be here yeah. for at least 16 That's as true. we break down each match in its That's entirety. Just, it's just, listen, the people who released those instant reactions to WrestleMania probably didn't notice this. No, but those of us who waited are thinking Bobby Lashley almost is the new savage steamboat. So that's what you're picking up on by listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. So, uh, we're just going to we're going to dive right into that unless there's any other preamble you want to get through Harris. I'll just preamble it with this. We were talking about this a couple episodes ago. Basically the first one where we just came out and kind of trashed AEW the whole time or you know certain components of AEW. And um and and what I ended up saying was that it's funny how like we spent years 20 years when wwe was a monopoly talking about how you know all all of its failings and shortcomings and like sports entertainment taken to its logical extreme but then what we have now with aew is like indie-fied pro wrestling pro wrestling Mm -hmm. taken to its extreme to where it starts to impact the booking and the show for the worst it's almost a parody of itself at this point and the ironic (laughs) part is nobody realizes it everyone thinks it's great we can get to that in in more detail as we go, but I just wanted to point that out because I think this week, this WrestleMania this year, was a great example of like how good sports entertainment can be when it's really clicking. I had a really good time with this show. I think that's fair. I think I think that's I think that's fair. Um, okay, so we can just 
get right into it. And uh, so, first off, let's just talk. Okay, so there's two nights of WrestleMania, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do. Okay, the whole. What was the whole point? Of the two nights of WrestleMania, aside from the more money, whatever, I'm sure all that comes in. But, but what was the point, the initial I, reasoning behind it? I always thought it was about crowd reaction. Like you sure. could have a great match that would go on second on night two that is instead eighth in a seven hour card and people don't care about it. It, it keeps crowds fresher by giving them two shorter shows. Uh, how long? were each night of WrestleMania. Four hours? Three if hours? If you include the pre-show, which included no matches, by the way. Yep, yep, just banter. Just real hard analysis. It was six analysis. hours of programming Whoosh. for night one. How does that benefit... It, it, it's pointless. The show is still way too long. Well, for nothing to happen. Like, like it doesn't need to be that long. There's so much wasted time because the format now is commercial-based. It's really weird. Like, the whole, especially night two, it's straight-up commercial-based. There are commercial breaks on in WrestleMania. Many, many, many of them. And uh, the funny part is for the, you know, when you pay for Peacock Premium or whatever, because there's multiple tiers, it's they just show five minutes of a match from the night before and then just stop it whenever the commercial's over. You know, I this is how I realized that I have the upgraded version of Peacock because me and my friend kept saying, why do they keep showing us these weird clips from what happened the yeah, night me too. before? Like, we don't know yeah. what happened the night before. That's funny. Yeah, that was why. And, uh, you know, obviously the whole structure has changed. And so I get that, which is fine, I guess. But it's just like, this show does not need to be this long. It just drags. The pacing has not improved. The whole point of that was for the pacing to improve and it not to drag and wear people out by the end of a you know six seven hour long show. That has not been that has not been remedied. Let, let me just say that now it's just two hours of very overlong in big slightly shorter by like thirty minutes wrestling show. I just need to get that out of the way. It's too okay. there's too much. It's too much. It's too drawn out. Too long. Especially for so many things to be left off. Um, again, the fact that both secondary champions didn't wrestle is still mind-boggling. <laughs> but Happy Corbin and Drew McIntyre wrestled for no reason. So, you know, there was that. But anyway, uh, I don't know. Do you want to just do this match by match? Or I, I don't know how else to really do this. There's like so much. I'm I'm fine with that. Frankly, there will be some matches where I don't have much to say. So yeah. I think I Hence think we'll the move first few. So uh, the tag team match that was for some sort of championships: Usos, Nakamura, and uh, Buffer Rick Rude reincarnated. Yep. yep. Um, Jimi Hendrix Rick Rude. Uh, that happened. I didn't. It was kind of on, and the poor guy got hurt. And so it ru- kind of ruined the match, and that was what it was. Usos 
won, yep. didn't they? they? Okay, good. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, care. yeah. The Usos won. It was a weirdly abrupt finish, and it turns out that's because uh, Boogs is his name, Rick Boogs, really messed up his leg. So uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my only takeaway, really. Yeah, that was that was sad. Uh, that was that was disappointing for the guy, but um, he stole the show. Dude was great. I never heard of this yeah. dude before, but this reincarnated yeah. Rick Rude is awesome. I like him. <laughs> uh, came in just absolutely melting the guitar. It was it was great. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you know that's fine. But the match, I don't care. Um, Happy Corbin, Drew McIntyre. Another match was on in the background. Something happened. Uh, McIntyre won, so fine. All right. At the end, he um he has a big sword that I think yeah. he's named Angela after his mother, and he chopped the ring ropes in half oh yeah he did he did do that and so you yeah. know the poor ring crew are like do we really have to do this spot i you that know. was the first thing i thought immediately i was like oh man that's gonna be like in kayfabe such a pain for somebody i mean you know they plan you know that everything is what they, they can do all that stuff very quickly when they plan but, it out. but right, still right. i'm still but just, just thinking like, it's just like this is yeah. really necessary do we really have to redo the ropes now just for this stupid spot but like mm-hmm. what is the point of this this mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those wwe spots that's just it just makes wwe wwe spots like that because it's been happening for as long as the company has been run by vincent kennedy mcmahon jr it just has we've always had the absolute insane for no reason spot like that so i'm fine with it because it fits with wwf tradition that's true, but also you could have just stopped after saying what was the point of this. That was also valid. Because there's not. Um, so that happened. Uh, Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. Harris, this match was great. I don't yeah, care what anybody banger. says. It was awesome. <laughs> this was a great tag team match. This was a great celebrity match. Logan Paul is tailor-made for WWE. I don't Absolutely. care what anybody says. Not Absolutely. even just as like a douchebag personality, but like physically too. Like The guy can go. Oh um, yeah, he's an he's an athlete. Yeah, he's good, and uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It was fun. It was interesting having Miz hit Logan Paul at the end. Like, I'm not sure what the go- I'm not sure if the goal is just to give Miz a rub to give them oh. a program or try to try and make people feel sympathy for Logan Paul because the no, spot no, no. the spot was it looked it was. The app, like the build around it, almost seemed like it was like a oh man, Logan Paul got screwed, and we should feel Dude. bad. But no, we don't. So why? Mark, that's have you that? That's exactly what it was. This is like, I mean, this is the rumor, right? That comes out, and you know, the rumors are always true. But like immediately, it was leaked that when Logan Paul signed, he had like a babyface clause in his contract. Saying, like, oh. by the end of the angle, I want to be turned into a good guy. Oh, so no. that's exactly what it was. It was their attempt for you to be like, oh, Miz can't share the spotlight with anyone. Sorry, Logan Paul. But instead, everyone cheered for the Miz. Right. Because everyone hates Logan Paul. Right. I mean, you're a great heel, kid. Just embrace it. You don't have to run from that. Ugh. Yeah, that was that really that really I don't want to say ruined it, but ruined it. That was dumb. I don't. I don't think it ruined. It didn't it. ruin it, but it ruined it. 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 it like almost. It, you know. It, I. The, I. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I think it reminds me of like, the Stone Cold has a match that he wins, and then he hits the stunner on whoever comes out to celebrate with him, kind of moment. 
sure. like that little coda. That is the kind of thing that makes celebrity matches fun. Like when the celebrity kicks you in the balls or whatever. Right. Like that's that's fun. I'm fine with that. I, I mean, sure, sure. Um, it just the way it was played was just so weird. Where I'm like, this makes sense. This spot makes sense. You have the guy. Oh, at the end, screw the celebrity. Boom. You know, and like I get it. But that's yeah. not the way it was played, and it was so strange. And that that's funny that you said that because that makes a lot of sense. Um, but the match was great. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was. I thought it was booked well. wasn't too long. Um, it it hit all the beats it needed to. Everyone everyone looked good. I think in it. So yeah. yeah. I mean, we we said that when we previewed it. We're like, this is a win win. Like, there's really no way. Yeah. Anyone doesn't come out of this, you know, looking good. The only exception is Logan Paul thinking he's going to be a face. That's the only, right. I guess, issue with that. Um, uh, okay, we have the first women's championship match, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Uh, Harris, Banger. you can talk about it. Didn't watch. I had no interest. Everyone said it was oh, a great match, and Banger. I'm sure it, it was. was. I don't yep. care about either of these people, so you can be the one to talk about it. It was, I, it was just fantastic. So I, I say it a lot on this show. It's become a bit of a running gag. But whenever WWE or AEW does something stupid, I always do this thing where I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, okay, okay, well, like, it makes sense if. And then I chart out the course for the next, like, three months, six months, year, whatever, in a way that I would, like, make it work as a booking decision. Now, nine times out of ten, they don't do that. They never do that. But this time, that's exactly what they did. They had Becky Lynch come back from maternity leave at SummerSlam squash Bianca Belair flat and then go mad as a heel going on this like downward and downward and downward spiral while Bianca Belair has to earn her title shot back against like pretty inarguably the big the biggest star in the women's roster in the company for the last two years and they had I think it wasn't my favorite match or moment of the of the night or of the weekend but i do think it was like objectively the best match of the weekend this is the kind of thing that like people are going to be tuning into in 20 years to like rewatch this match it, it was a banger it was really really good good no yeah, yeah i heard i heard nothing but great things about it which is fine but i missed watching it live the first night um mm. i only watched the first couple matches live and then i didn't see the rest of the show until the next day um yeah. and then i watched the second night pretty much the whole thing live um so i mean i would have watched this lot like i would have watched it if i had been watching it live but when mm -hmm. i was going back and going through i i just didn't it's actually on right now i have it on in the background oh nice but um yeah so that's good i'm glad that i'm glad oh that oh bianca belair i can't believe sorry i cut you off her special entrance was they got the texas southern marching band Mm -hmm. Like the drum line to come out and play for her. I am a sucker for a drum line. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. oh, I drum lines it. are, you can't, it's never been like, it's never not great ever. Yeah. So ever. watch, I mean, it's so that entrance alone was, I, that was my favorite entrance of the weekend, all, all things considered, but we can talk about that more later. Yeah. 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 No, uh, no, I, I, it's been, I, I started WrestleMania. I think I started it like the Logan Paul and Dominic and okay. Rey Mysterio match a little while ago. So, yeah, went through all the entrances, which were pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's good. I, I don't know, is this, where is this going? This, this oh. whole, just this story. Oh, I, I have no idea. Oh. I don't know. I, I think 
I think Becky might be done. I mean, the thing that makes sense to me, and I talked about this too, like as far back as January, but they asked Becky, like in a non kayfabe interview, they're like, why, why you and Bianca? Why not you and Ronda Rousey? It seemed like you guys had like a lot of chemistry. And she said, I mean, I don't know, but the only thing I can think of is they want to run that next year in Hollywood, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. That would be amazing. That's exactly what they should do. So hopefully what happens next is Becky Lynch continues on her downward spiral Mm -hmm. in time to eventually hit rock bottom, turn face again, and then go after what will then be an openly heel Ronda Rousey. And Bianca Belair fights another one of the horsewomen, beats Charlotte next year. That's fine. If Ronda Rousey is smart enough, she's too stupid to be a heel. That's the problem. She's stubborn. She's She's an idiot. She's She's actually an idiot. Stubborn person. Oh, she's so dumb. She's so dumb. She's just like, uh, I, I've never seen anyone waste momentum like she Ronda could, Rousey. She could be such an incredible heel. She but would be I, an I amazing right. heel. She doesn't want to do it. She's too stubborn. So she she's going to so get good. mad and quit in real life instead. That is my fear. But she is. That is 100% going to happen. I just want to see, I want to see Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch with Conor McGregor as the special guest enforcer. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I want. Make I'd pay $100 to see that. Get him in there. Come on. Okay, Harris, we got one more match to talk about and then that's pretty much all, you know, we can pretty much be done with the with the recap of the show, I'd say. Um, <laughs> oh no. Okay. All right. So then we have uh Seth Rollins come out you know, with Seth Rollins and that just mm. brilliantly booked trying to get on the show, which I mean, we've seen this happen plenty of times before for various in various different ways of someone trying to get on WrestleMania. Um, you know, it works. Makes sense. It makes sense why everyone would you know want to be on the show, uh, especially this year, you know, when even like champions couldn't get on the show. So it made even more sense to have this whole angle with Seth Rollins trying to get on the show. Um, but at the same time, it made less sense because the card is literally bigger and bigger than it's ever been. True. But, but we, you don't but, think but, about that part. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, look, I'm being, I'm being Harris. You, you don't okay, think yeah, about no, that. It's part. fine. This is good. This is, this is healthy. Um, so Rollins comes out, you know, cause, because McMahon told him that he would wrestle someone. Mm-hmm. So, so we, you know, he knows he's gonna do it. He's not holding the show hostage. He's gonna right. wrestle. Comes out, and then all of a sudden, lights go out, and Cody Rhodes' music hits, and here he comes right back into the WWE. Steals the oh. entire thing. No one else even came close to having like a moment like this in the whole show. Made it. Huge crowd reaction. You know, took all the time in the world. Announcers didn't say a word. Everything got to happen. Rollins reacts wonderfully. The match happens. We have picture-perfect, technically sound wrestling match. Hit all the beats needed to. Pretty, pretty, Pretty perfectly booked. Paced out well. Took the took their time, and then Cody Rhodes wins in one of the best finishes I've seen in a while. 
where he hits him with, you know, because that unfortunately in AEW, Cody Rhodes' finisher became moot and he started just by default hitting it two or three times, which is always <laughs> what you want for your finisher to for it to take multiple times to work. Again, the exception is a show like WrestleMania. Like we had a lot of that at WrestleMania, a lot of kicking out of finishers, a lot of the stuff which you see less from WWE than you see from AEW, who doesn't give a crap about anything. Um, <laughs> but in their defense, it's WrestleMania. Like this is the time you can do that stuff, not on a February episode of right. Dynamite. You right. Know? So like right. even, and not even I'm one so, of the special ones with right. the names on So it. I'm so kind of desensitized from the past couple years of AEW cuz even when AEW was really good that's always been a thing they've done. And so it's kind of tough then watching it happen a lot in WrestleMania, but then you got I got to check myself and be like no no no, this is WrestleMania. This is when this stuff can happen and it's okay. Right. Right. Um but but even, that being said that's that's completely a different tangent, but Cody doing the multiple finishers Unfortunately, he's been doing that so much in AEW as a staple that it, it that part kind of lost a little bit, but it was fine. It was great. Hits the hits the move, hits another one. We get the Dusty Rhodes moment. The crowd pop. Soon as he soon as he hit the jab, crowd pop. Everyone knew exactly what was happening. Hits mm-hmm. the elbow, hits another one. One, two, three. H- Harris, this could not have been booked any better there was not one thing from start to finish of this that could have been done any better and i can't Mm. remember the last time i've said that about wwe in any way wwe is historically great at destroying perfectly and easy opportunities and they did not and they nailed this one again you don't need to swerve anyone you don't it doesn't matter Everyone knows, you know, most people expected Cody to come out. You, most people expect the person who comes out to win. It doesn't right. matter, though. That's the right move. That's the right move. Sometimes the predictable thing is the right thing. And in this instance, it was. And it was the best wrestling thing I've seen in a very long time. It's the best WWE thing I've seen in I don't know how long. <laughs> and it, it couldn't have been done any better. It was great. I, I loved every second of this. Yeah, I only have a few things to add. So I you touched on this there at the end. Like, I thought, I didn't think, but like I was joking about this kind of as a defense mechanism. I was like, oh, man, people are going to be so mad when it's Shane McMahon, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or whatever. And... I was like, oh, they're going to give him somebody crap like Shane, and then they're going to tease another match tomorrow night like to get you to tune back in and like take advantage of the two-night format. And they did, they, they did exactly what we always accuse them of not doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't overthink it. They said, we have a good setup here. We have the people ready to cheer this guy, and we're going to send him up, and they're going to cheer this guy. And they did, and we did. And it was awesome. And I... I know like everybody who's listening to this knows this, but I just want to emphasize like you didn't point this out. I don't think it wasn't Cody's WWE music Mm -mm. and he wasn't coming out as Stardust or some other previous version of he was the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes with the entrance and the logo and the Titantron and the music, all of it. 
And it was perfect, dude. I loved that. That was so surreal to me. And that was my moment of the weekend. Like Mm -hmm. I told my friend who's here and, and knows who he is and like what this means. But I was like, this feels like watching Superman show up in the MCU. Like Mm -hmm. it just does. It feels weird and it feels wrong. And it is so cool to be watching wrestling at a moment of that magnitude. Like that's just incredible to see. Like we just witnessed this generation's version of like, you know, Lex Luger showing up at the mall of America or whatever. Like it was, yeah, I hope I hope I got that reference right. That was yeah, like it was right. just yeah, it was right. great, and I love. I remember this distinctly when he left. You know, he was doing a lot of shoot interviews and not all about WWE, but just about his life and his career and his approach to pro wrestling. And I remember him saying, like, as he started out, especially, he always he always hated doing Dusty's moves because he figured out, like, he told himself early on, like, yeah, if you do this, this, and this, they're gonna pop. But they're not they're they're not cheering because of you. They're mm-hmm. cheering because they're thinking of someone else. And that doesn't make you better as a performer. It doesn't make you better at connecting with the crowd. It doesn't further your own legacy at all. Yep. And I tell you, man, I love so much that like he comes out with all of his, you know, indie American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. The guy who, you know, he said this in his promo before he left AEW, like the guy who everything CM Punk talked about doing Cody actually did. Mm-hmm. And like really did change the face of pro wrestling, like literally with the companies that he created and to have that moment and that entrance and that version of Cody and then close with him playing the hits to dusty. I love that man, because that at that point, like he's earned it because he knows he has his own. Yep self that he can stand on his own and it becomes what it's actually you know is good at being which is a tribute and not something he's going to bust out all the time but just a little wink and a nod you know in the fact that man his storyline is that he's here for the title because that's the one thing you know that his family's never gotten i love that so much it's so clean and it's so simple and it works perfectly with that theme of like He's doing it for him, but he's also doing it for Dusty. And now he's he's coming to his own to the point where he can carry that, you know, and I, it, and ultimately even simpler than that, it makes the title valuable again. <laughs> yeah. The title's only as valuable as the people on the show make it like and there's no way of making it more valuable than that. And that's exactly what just wrestling in general, especially WWE, really, really needs. They need that to mean something again. And uh, so that's a great way to potentially do that. So, yep, all for that. Uh, And I love that. And then you mentioned it before, like he's he's said as much like he. He now is embracing the son of Dusty Rhodes aspect of him and he he has for the past couple of years now um but he's really started to do that more because like you said he made such an effort not to for most of his career his whole career Mm -hmm. in wwe and then this first i don't know four four or five years after that i mean he he was just called cody like he didn't even have the Rhodes name i mean and i know there was legal reasons for that but 
you know, he also didn't even try like he for the first couple years. I don't know how I don't know when he started to reacquire the name rights or whatever, but he did not well, try for a while. Like he didn't care. He was like, no, I'm just Cody. And it was all different. You know, it was all different. It was all him. And he's been building his own brand more or less for the past several years. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's what we got. He He's made he's made the mark. And now. He is going back to add that, you know, that aspect to his character again, the 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 Dusty Rhodes element, because now there's no risk of overshadowing him like he can easily just embrace that and be his full, you know, every aspect of himself and his character without that overshadowing the rest of it. It's yep. perfect, perfect timing. Everything about it is great. Um. Yeah, it it was it was awesome. I still have no interest in watching WWE, but I do have interest <laughs> in watching the Cody Rhodes stuff. Um, that's the only thing I watched. I was so happy that started Raw. I was like, please have this start Raw so I can just watch <laughs> this and be done. And that's exactly what happened. Watch that. Yeah. That, All right, promo over. All right, off. Don't have to watch the rest. Yeah, uh, that was pretty foolish of them. Now that I think about it, definitely should have been the main event. <laughs> oh well. No, they had to start it. They had to start that show with Cody. That was definitely right, the so, right call. But anyway, it, so it was the best thing of the whole show. And it like it wasn't close. Like there was not a close second best part of WrestleMania. At least not for me. Like there wasn't anything that even came remotely close. This was uh, by far the best thing of the whole show. And it was played perfectly. And all the credit to WWE in the world. All the credit for to Cody, to Seth. We haven't even talked about Seth, unfortunately, because the whole moment overshadows him. But Seth mm. was a perfect person for this. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's just... You could say Seth is a perfect opponent for anybody because he's just <laughs> that, you know, he's one of those that's just that good. Mm-hmm. But he was because he's the perfect level of character to be the goofy keel, but also still take yeah. him seriously as a wrestler. It, it's the perfect role for that. Um, you know, obviously, him getting beat does nothing. Um, does nothing to him. And also there's the whole element that they did not play up. Cody had to play up on his own kind of afterwards because they didn't play it up in any of this because, you know, there was no real buildup. But Cody Rhodes did not like Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins was a dusty kid in NXT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Cody felt that Dusty and everyone were caring more about these other quote unquote Dusty's kids and NXT when he's like, I am mm-hmm. Dusty's kid and nobody mm-hmm. cares. And he didn't really like those guys all that much. So there's that whole element too, which is even better. And, uh, you know, he mentioned it. I, did he mention it in the promo on raw? I don't remember now. I don't, I don't recall either, but the one I remember specifically is in one of those shoot interviews I was yeah. just talking about. Well, cause he, he brought the press conference thing back cause he started that in, in AEW. The, the media scrums mm. and the press conferences. And yeah, then that now was cool. He did that now for WrestleMania. And he, I love that. That's brought that back. Great it's great. Little, that's such a great little touch. But I remember the quote specifically was, I mean, you know, the question was something along the lines of like, why did you leave? And, and he summed it up with this. He said, you know, when you've got all these great people in NXT and people are raving about how talented they are and referring to that whole operation as Dusty's kids. And you're Dusty's actual kid. Sooner or later, you don't want to dress like an effing space clown anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's 
and, and that's been his origin story like ever since like everything he went through in the indies to solidify himself everything presumably that he's going to do now going forward and you're right seth is the perfect foil and not only do we have that nxt background but also like think about what we know about seth out of kayfabe like there was a period of time where he was trying to be the number one a baby face in the company and he would get on twitter and talk about how he was a better professional wrestler than kenny omega because he made more money than he does like he was being a tool he was Mm -hmm. being a company man for like the least popular company in the business weirdly even though we're all still watching their stuff but he that he's so perfect for that role and somebody pointed this out on twitter like from one of the other camera angles you can see the moment that his laugh turns into this snarl of hatred Mm -hmm. and it's perfect because he's this over-the-top you know prick right now that's his character but when he drops the mask it's so satisfying and i i think they're gonna feud i want to see them feud for like another two months i mean don't don't change a thing just i i think this is like the beginning of the feud i think they're gonna let it run and dig into all that stuff i hope so but i don't know that was a weird spot on raw it was a weird end of the segment the the rollins coming out interrupting the moment not saying anything shaking hands and leaving was a little strange so yeah i'm not sure i hope so too i mean i they they better this better be an ongoing feud it'd be dumb not to so yeah i hope they do but i'm not really sure it's kind of odd but he's wrestling miz on uh i guess when this comes out later today which is awesome (laughs) no pun yeah that'll be good that'll be good but uh yeah because you know i mean those two uh, right around this, I'm pretty sure right around the exact same time. I'm pretty sure they both debuted in 2006 or seven. So, you know, they were right around that same time period. And I'm sure, I'm sure Cody didn't like Miz at the time. Cause nobody did. Um, <laughs> which hasn't really changed, <laughs> but people forget like the crowd doesn't like Miz. There's plenty of that. That's been going on for the past 15 years, but the wrestlers, nobody liked Miz when he first came up because he was a TV star. Yeah. <laughs> and was a douchebag on top of it. So it's just it's just kind of funny. So that'll be fun. I'm 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 looking forward to that. Cause I know they're I'm pretty sure they're part of that real life friend group with like Zack Ryder and a handful, I forgot who else. But uh you know, all those guys who basically came up in the, the exact same time in WWE. Mm-hmm. But um mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Um, all right. Yeah. Best part of the show. Uh, okay. I'll let Harris talk about it. Harris. You can take this next one. Uh, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. Have at it. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. I think I figured this out. Like both of these women, when it comes to like executing professional wrestling are immensely talented. I don't think any of us would disagree with that. I think the problem comes with, with two things. Number one, like the characters they're playing. Uh, Charlotte Flair is just the worst because her entire character is I'm so good it doesn't matter that nobody likes me because in and out of kayfabe I'm the daughter of Charlotte Flair and I'm special nah, 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 nah. and that's it just exists and it's it's consistent and it's always and it's right like she just keeps winning like it's just it's it's irritating is what it is and Ronda Rousey as as well as she's picked up pro wrestling does not understand that she can't be a happy-go-lucky baby face. 
that the only kind of babyface she can be is one that stays exactly the same, but just feuds with other heels. And she could do that very well, but she can't do happy-go-lucky well. So that's not going to work. But she doesn't realize that. The second problem with this match is what is just in the ring, how both of them work. I've been thinking about this. And, and Mark, tell me if you agree, but I think I figured this out. Both of these women are great in the ring, but they both play the same role of like the heavy in the match. Yeah. Like they have to be the one doing the smashing. They can't be the one playing the underdog mm-hmm. and the baby face in distress. And so what you're left with isn't like a great clash of styles, like the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. You're left with the immovable object versus the immovable object. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it just never really clicked. There were some cool spots, but it, it never really felt like it got going. Oh, and uh, Charlotte Flair won. So, right. you know, that's. And now they have another match immediately at WrestleMania Backlash. Like, I don't. I don't care. Don't have another pay-per-view right now. I know you have to, but. Uh, mm-hmm. And not even that. Weird. It's called WrestleMania Backlash now. Yeah. Yeah, like it's that. That's going to make you more likely to watch it. Is clearly. The oh, thing, this is just like WrestleMania. Like I, I, must, I just I don't understand. Well, you know, you get your WrestleMania SmackDown, your WrestleMania Saturday, your sure. WrestleMania Sunday, and then your WrestleMania. But, but it's also not wrestling, Harris. So I don't understand why it's still called WrestleMania because should be called Sports yeah. Entertainment Mania. You're not even allowed <laughs> to say wrestling. Except oh, Cody did multiple word. times. He said belt and wrestling, and I enjoyed that very much. I would love that as an angle if somebody's like, what is wrestling? <laughs> like trying to figure it out. And it's like, um, I don't know if you ever saw Westworld. But if you if you present the robots in Westworld with like an iPhone, it doesn't break their reality because they have like mental barriers that come up. So anytime they see something they don't understand like that, they just say, Oh, that doesn't look like anything to me. And that's like, <laughs> that's kind of what we've done here. I don't know. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, I don't think I had anything else to say about it. Okay. Just... Um, yeah, I didn't watch it. I no interest. Um, all right. So then we had the main event, the Kevin Owens show. Uh, mm-hmm. Stone Cold came out. Uh, Kevin Owens and said he wanted to do a match and he tricked him into a match, even though sure, whatever. Um, and then they, <laughs> and then they wrestled a match and the, the, the whole thing was fine. I had no issue with it. Um, the only issue that I have is in kayfabe. Um, and <laughs> the kayfabe, it's the same problem with the Sami Zayn thing. Again, it's, it's, it's kayfabe. Why do wrestlers always want <laughs> to make non-wrestling matches with the people that aren't wrestlers? Like, it makes no sense. Yep. It makes no sense. It does not benefit you. You it, should never okay. want to do that. If you're a professional wrestler and you're wrestling someone who's not or retired, you know, whatever, you would want a by-the-rules wrestling match because you will beat them in that. But no, they're always like, and this is a no DQ to anything goes. Taking all my advantage away. And I, in kayfabe, it's so dumb and it irritates me, Harris. Okay, I get that. I will push back on it a little bit in the case of Owens because, like, 
in the no DQ match, he hit Austin with a suplex on the concrete floor. He did. In kayfabe, oh. he had every reason to believe that would kill that man. And like, that is fair. And it should have. <laughs> and it might have. I don't know. I mean, he came back out the next night, so I guess it didn't. But it just it props to Stone been... Cold, man. What a bump. Oh, it was incredible. Well, that was when I knew we were in for, like, really in for something. Because yeah. I kind of thought it would be one of those things where it was like, um, oh, what was I going to, you know, like one of those other um, quick spots. Like, okay, yeah, The yeah, Rock, yeah. that's the one. The Rock, where he had that match yeah. against Eric Rowan. I thought it was going to be like that. Like, oh, it'll be a match. It was like a 10-minute match. Yeah, like, it, it was. was good. It they was. let him go. That was really fun. It was. It, no, it was It was handled really well. Again, some of the stuff around it and the whole, oh, it's not going to be a match and it's just, all that stuff is stupid. It was all unnecessary and dumb. Like, you didn't need any of this. You could have done the KSO yeah. and the Go Home Raw, brought him out. It, it, you didn't, anyway, it was It was a little bit overthought, but the result was done really well and was fun. I enjoyed it. It. it it's. It's bad in the long run. But it's good in the short term and great for this show. Oh, yeah. Wrestling is really in trouble because (laughs) name (laughs) one wrestler over the past 10 years, Harris, who 20 or 30 years from now, after they've been retired for 15 years, Mm -hmm. could come back and do anything. Not even like this main event level moment, but come back and do anything where anyone would care. There's not, there's, I, there's nobody, there's no big stars anymore in wrestling. And it's, it's WWE's done that on purpose. They've made it all about the company and not about the wrestlers on purpose. They've actively done that. And this is going to be gone. There will be no nostalgia in like 20 years because we don't, we're, we're even now it's all about the old, really, really old guys. And, and, and all our current guys are still losing to all the really, really old guys. And it's just yep. like, you know, it's it, and again, it's great for the show. It was awesome. It's by far the right thing. And it was great. But just you just look ahead and you're just like, we're still looking this far back. This wasn't happening in the 90s. In the 90s, when you were old, you were old. Like, yep. It's just weird. It's just weird the, where the the era and the era, you know, just what we live in right now. It's just strange. But um, you know, I mean, I I fall into it and enjoy it as much as most people do. I love watching Sting wrestle at age sixty-seven. So it's or however it's sixty-two, however old he is. But it's just it's just funny. It's just one of those things. Thinking about long term, not a good idea, but short term, great idea, perfect idea. Yeah, it worked. I it mean, did. that's it was that's awesome. the best thing you can say about it, and it was fun. And it's another moment, kind of is... like the Cody thing, where they 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 overcooked and overthought the setup a little bit too much. I thought, mm-hmm. but the execution, again, don't overthink it. Just do all these things, do all this stuff everyone wants. It's it's not hard. It's not hard. Just just do it. Yeah, and it was the right well, move. And it was great. The thing, the thing I thought was funny is about halfway through, I thought, you know, this feels exactly like an old Austin match because that's all he would ever do after he broke his neck was brawl around like that. I mean, like he's, it's not like he has to, like he was in great shape, but it's not like he wasn't physically limited for some of his most iconic matches, you know. So yeah. it was funny how little 
it really felt like he lost the step. Well, I mean, because he hasn't been able to wrestle since 1998 or 97. Right, no, 97. Exactly. exactly. He, he hasn't been able to his peak of wrestling. He couldn't wrestle. So right. which is when, you know, it's it's like the actor who goes gray when they're still younger. They mm-hmm. then can not seem old for a longer period of time. It's kind of funny. It's kind of like that with Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah. But it was no, it was it was great. I enjoyed it. It was fun. We got a beer party at the end. It was everything yeah. we wanted. No issues. And then Kevin Owens came out on SmackDown or Raw or whatever. Was like, I had a bad back. That's why yeah. I lost. And well, perfect. Even better. Um, my favorite note was that at the end, he's carried away by the Texas State Police. Yeah. Like really obvious <laughs> cowboy hats. Yeah. That was such a great Saturday morning cartoon way to end that match. I it loved was. it. That was perfect. It was. That was that was that was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good fun. Fun end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I I I enjoyed it. I liked it. Good moment. Um, all right, so that's night one. Uh night two will probably go a little bit faster. Um uh, there was a tag team title match. I didn't watch. Uh, I think Randy Orton and No Shoes Dude won, right? That sounds right. I feel like it was a good time, but I don't have many strong. It, it was no, I do. Okay, it it came out of the gate really fast. Yeah, it was just these three teams going at like a nine. It's it's not the kind of thing that like I remember anything that memorable storyline wise happening, but it's a it's a fun match. But that's about all I can say for it. It was just a really solid opener. Yeah. I just hate that Chad Gable was the one who took the pin. But sure, fine. They had a cool RKO spot at the end, so that was fun. Um, sure, yeah, no problem. Good opening match. I mean, that that's kind of what you want usually from the opening type match. Just the big, crazy, bunch of people, kind of car crash match. And sure, that's fine. Um, all right, here we go. The the one we've been waiting for. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Oh, my word. How much time do you have, ladies and gentlemen? We're actually going to start a series this summer called the 10 favorite things about the Bobby Lashley almost match. Yeah. Um, it's going to be expansive. You heard a hardcore history. It's going to be like that. Um, why was this? Who who asked for this? Who thought this would be fun? Who thought this would be a good idea? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't care about either of these men. No. And it's a big Bobby Lashley as an underdog. You're like, but he's Bobby Lashley. He was like invincible two months ago. Like, yeah. I mean, I get almost as enormous. I understand. But like, really? We're booking Lashley this way? Okay. Well, I guess he won. So, yeah. Fine. Almost right. as bad at wrestling. Moving on. Now uh, we'll go to Harris's favorite yep. match of the show for sure. Um, Woo! All right. Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn. Harris, go ahead. I had to watch this match oh. on mute, so go ahead. It, and, uh, it was real good. It right. was real fun. Um, it was <sighs> I I personally understand why uh, so many people enjoyed the dumbness of it. And as a, you know, as our podcast, mm-hmm. I I appreciate that element, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't care two craps about Jackass or Johnny Knoxville. Don't care. It none of it's funny to me. I think Sami Zayn is good, but like I'm all for the dumb over the top. Like there's definitely a, it, it you know there there's that's part of wrestling. That's part of the thing that we celebrate in wrestling. I just cared. I care zero about this man and any of the people. And I, I just I just don't I just don't care. I don't care. 
See, I don't care about – I've never been a huge Jackass fan either. I don't care about Johnny Knoxville as a character, but the build was so fun. And Sami Zayn, honestly, is doing incredible work. Oh, right yeah, now. for he sure. He was so fun that I didn't care. That Like when the guy came out and like Party Boy or whatever his name is with his butt hanging out and yeah. like dancing around, I didn't know who that was. Like after a second, I was like, okay, I guess this is a Jackass thing. But like I was fine with all of that. At one point, I said I hope they hit him with a giant hand because I've seen that clip on YouTube. And then they hit him with a giant hand. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. I love that a bunch of them came out and like they all kind of chipped in. Like it was this really fun. It could have been like the finale of a Jackass movie or something moment. If wrestling were real in Jackass kayfabe, I don't know if that made sense. Sami Zayn hit Wee Man with the stiffest haluva kick I've ever seen. It was incredible, Mark. You got to go back and rewatch that. I he just saw, sprinted yeah. across the ring. And kicks him in the face. Yeah. That was hysterical. That might have been my move of the weekend. That was so funny. Um, the mousetrap thing would have been better if they hadn't like botched the finish because he couldn't quite get the mechanism to work. Yeah. I had a real good time with this one. I think Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, like, it would have been fun to see them go to AEW, but this was some of this was like one of the best weekends of their careers between the two of them. They yeah. they put on some fantastic shows, and I liked this match a lot. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, so that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a bunch of women wrestle for the probably most most worthless titles in the history of wrestling, so I don't care. Um, I don't even know who won. So, um, so Sasha Banks and Naomi won. Oh, okay. Sure. The thing, so there's no build or like effort put into this, at least not yet. You know, like these titles. But it's fun to see that they can just slapdash a couple teams together and some of them I'm interested in seeing. Like they haven't it's basically just an exhibition. The titles aren't super valuable. But I love the idea of watching a tag team feud between Sasha Banks and Naomi and Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. That could be a lot of fun. I don't think they'll do it or do it properly. But I'm excited to like I think Sasha Banks and Naomi is a good tag team. I think they work well together. They have a cool like double team finisher that they do. It works. Like I'm I'm into it. So the match was fun. Um, some of the teams were pretty thrown together. It wasn't a classic by any means. But again, there were a couple really good moments. Really solid, fun match. Sure. Um. All right. Uh. Can we just talk about the Cody match again? <laughs> Wait, what's... Oh, no. I thank goodness for the Cody match, because yes. otherwise we this would not have been a releasable episode. We would have had to bury it with the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was dumb, too. Um, AJ so Styles good. wrestled Edge. Um, yeah. The match was pretty good. I'm really sick of AJ Styles being put in these high-profile WrestleMania matches, and then they're never allowed to be good matches. It's really frustrating. It is really annoying. Like, this man is the best wrestler on the planet and has been for the past decade, and he's never been allowed to shine at WrestleMania. Ever. He's been put in plenty of high-profile things, never been allowed to really make him classics. You know what the closest one was? Was the Shane McMahon match, ironically enough. That's probably the best WrestleMania match he's been in. Um, this match was had really good stuff in it. And unfortunately, 
just not allowed to be great. And it goes even past the whole that edge one. It's even past that. Um, but it was all to set up something else. And you're like, why? And most of the retards in Twitter love it. Because uh, for some reason, Edge has brainwashed most of Twitter. And I don't understand. He's the worst wrestler in the history of the entire sport. And is the most overrated person who's ever put on wrestling boots. And it's not Mark, close. Explain this to me. What did you accomplish by booking the show this way that you could not have also accomplished by having AJ Styles get a clean win over a legend at WrestleMania and then having Edge and his new friend jump him the next night on Raw? Um, feels yeah, like no, feels none. like you're in the same spot. Yeah, it also makes a lot more sense why you would then have Edge come out with someone else the next night. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but no... They wanted to make this about Edge and Damian Priest, who I don't think anybody really cares about. I mean, the guy's fine, but whatever. I think he's cool, but I don't yeah, know enough about fine. him to have a strong opinion. Um, I, you know, they're they're doing a stable with Edge and him, and yep. that's fine. Whatever, I have no issue with that. But like, why do you have to taint the this match with that? I just don't get it. I just don't understand. And it, it's it's just it's just weird. It's weird. It's frustrating. It's it's more annoying that so many people like it. That's the thing yep. that makes me even more mad. But that's just been Edge's whole career with me and everybody else. Yeah. It, it again. He, he, it's just. It just it's eh, 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 whatever. It, there was plenty of plenty of good stuff with the match. AJ Styles just wrestled circles around Edge and just it was it was honestly kind of sad. It, it, he was so much better. It, it was I was honestly kind of pathetic. And that happens with a lot of AJ matches unfortunately. He's so much better at selling than everybody else. It's it's insane. Like it is insane. He's so good. he's so good. He sold having his arm come out of its socket. Like mm. It was great. It was mm. it was awesome. He was so good in this match and and made Edge look somewhat competent as a wrestler, which is not easy. And um Yeah, and then he then he had to lose. I mean, it, the only thing I can say about the finish is it really ruined kind of the match, but at least it wasn't a clean win. Yeah. Um so that I guess is a little bit better, but it's just it's just frustrating. You see this match because it was paced really well. It was paced well. There was decent story being told. There was good selling work done. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it was all about something else. And all right. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. It was definitely disappointing. Um, Can I just tell you, maybe the most keyed up I was all night was when AJ Styles was making his way down to the ramp and he was already bleeding yeah. and had this really like out of sorts look on his face like he was really taken aback by something. Yeah. And Twitter there was like this great like 4 minute span of madness where Twitter was like did he get in a fight? Are mm-hmm. they going to screw job AJ Styles? Did he get in a fight with Edge backstage? Oh my god, this is great. <laughs> Here we go. I just saw people say, "Oh, he must have Goldberged himself." And he did. I saw and a video he, of it on yeah, the um, He hit the entrance ramp. He hit the uh yeah. the, the stage. I don't know if you watch Botchamania, but the WrestleMania edition of Botchamania has the fan angle. You see him turn the corner and go bonk. And go, yep. ah. 
And then because you could see him like he's running the ropes in the ring doing his entrance like he normally does. But he's got this really serious look on his face. Like right before he went out, they whispered in his ear. They're like, hey, we think there might be a sniper upstairs. So, like, don't let anybody know. Just go do your thing. That's what he looked like warming up. Like he was really disconcerted. And it was hilarious. But yeah, he deserves better. That was that was a waste. He could be doing like the Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker match every year. Yeah. If you just if you let him, but they're not going to let him. Oh, yeah. Duh. His match with the Undertaker from two years ago during the COVID, the cinematic match, which was brilliant. That was good, but not like in ring. No, no. Like you were talking about earlier. But yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Case in point. Yeah, it's just he's just never been booked that way in in WWE, and it's weird. And it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. like, oh, AJ needs to win everything and be the t- like. Not it's not even that. It's just he's never booked to have like these actual classic matches. And I don't know if it's just the booking or these other wrestlers are not capable of it. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. really sure because the best matches AJ Styles has had were his. It was his feud with John Cena. Back in his second year, in like 2017, I want to say. His feud with Daniel Bryan. And and his feud with Roman Reigns. The couple matches he had with Roman Reigns were the first time Roman Reigns actually was in good matches. Because he finally had someone who could, you know, actually wrestle. Um, and, 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 and could wrestle Roman Reigns like Roman Reigns was being booked, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like, AJ's a guy Roman Reigns could wrestle like WWE wanted Roman Reigns to wrestle against. And it work. And so those matches were really... I don't remember if they had one or two title matches, but I remember they were really good. And then his Cena stuff was really, really good. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing AJ's done, for sure. That's the best he's been put in, was that Cena, those Cena matches. Um, but it's just like, over the past several years, again, the whole last year, he was wrestling with almost for some dumb reason. Yep. And, you know, this kind of got him out of that, but I don't know where... You look at this, you're like, well, now what? If you're AJ Styles, well, you're like, well, where, what? Do you just keep doing a feud with Edge in this this stable or like what? Yeah, like, where, they'll, probably where do you have like a, they'll probably have like a tag match at WrestleMania Backlash that his partner will lose and then he'll go, you know, lose some other match. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like, all right, this, it, it set this up, but you didn't need to do that here. Yeah. To kind of wreck all of this other stuff. You could have just. You could have just done it. again. You could have done it the <laughs> next night. You could have done it the yeah. next night and it would have made a lot more sense story wise. But. Oh, well. So, yeah, they'll do something else, I guess. But it doesn't matter. I don't care. Edge is awful. He's incapable of doing stuff that's good by himself. I. Oh, well, I was going to say I am. I hate that it happened this way, but I think his little faction could be pretty fun. Whatever. I don't care about the old uh, emo blood faction that everyone for some reason likes. So I don't really care. I like the song, though, because I just love Alter Bridge. And so that he used a a different Alter Bridge song was cool. I enjoyed that. Thought the entrance was fine. No issue with that. uh, (laughs) Anyway, um, so that happened. Dropped the ball again. Uh, New Day, Seamus, and someone wrestled, and I didn't watch, so I don't care. Yeah, this was stupid. Um, they built the whole, so this was cut for time on night one. The whole video package and like leading up to it, the announcers are talking about how Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston 
are going to do this for Big E, whose life right. was uh, yeah broke his in neck real few life weeks ago. broken yeah. wrestling against these guys. Riddick Moss, I think, is his name. Hit him with a suplex, broke his neck, could have mm-hmm. paralyzed him, could have killed him. Yeah. Uh, and then those guys won the match in like two minutes. Yeah. So why did any of that happen? Just don't put them on the show. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, Maybe that's... put some of your other titles on the show. You know, that's just a suggestion, sure. but you know, whatever. Yeah. Either have the match or don't, you know, but don't come on. Anyway, so anyway. Yeah. You know, disappointing. Yeah. Uh good entrance yep. stuff. That was cool with them yep. coming out with the big E stuff. That was that was all good, but yep. yeah, dumb. Um yep. okay, now let's go to the next best match of the show. Um Harris, Pat McAfee's the most over person in all of the WWE. And it's not really close. You know how earlier in the show you were saying, Who are they gonna bring back in twenty years? It'll be Pat McAfee. It'll be Pat McAfee. <laughs> the man is a master. He's brilliant. He's awesome. Austin Theory's whole career was just ruined, and I don't know if they meant for it to happen because they're dumb enough that I could see them not meaning for it to happen, but this was the worst possible thing for Austin Theory. Like, th- nothing could be worse. He could not have been bu- booked in any worse way than what happened in this whole thing. Uh, and props to him, you know, because he, you know, McAfee's not a wrestler. You know, he, he, you know, a lot of this was Austin Theory in the actual match part. So props to him for that. But my gosh, was he just ruined as a character? Just. Do you mean just because he lost to Pat McAfee? Uh, he lost to Pat McAfee and then, like, got shown up by a 90 year old man. Yeah, I think it it falls in the same category as like Austin stunning everybody the night before and beating Kevin Owens in a match, right? No, You're like, Did it it's work? so much worse. It's not uh, even I close. I thought it was the same thing. Like, no. does it work for the show? I thought it was fine. Oh, no. Okay, fun. as far as that goes, yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, no, it was by far work for the show. For sure. The moment but was same, awesome. But I'm gonna same get to that. problem. But it which is ruined like Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Austin Theory is one of those guys where, like, Vince McMahon introducing him said, this man is a future universal champion. Yeah. And you see him and you're like, (laughs) yeah, probably. So, again, all this might have been done on purpose, like the whole build, and it was all a joke. And if that's the case, just kind of for this to happen, then fine. That's fine. But if this was, like, WWE, and again, WWE's dumb enough to actually think this, so I don't know. That's the crazy part with WWE. You never know, because they could be dumb enough to not do things on purpose. Um, but if if they if this was legitimate, like, all of this stuff with Austin Theory and the, all the effort they've been putting in building this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. then, my goodness, they're dumb. <laughs> so, I, I, but I don't know. Maybe I, it wasn't. Maybe it was all done I, just for the moment. And if that's the case, then fine, because it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was great. You've been some man walking out looking like he's totally spaced out and has no idea where he is the whole time. Looked like yeah. he didn't even know how to react to things. He was like yeah. doing this weird, like half retarded smile where I'm like, is he all there? And then, you know, sheds the, sheds the clothes. And then, then you got a little glimmer of McMahon once that happened. And then yeah. he came out and I was like, okay, he's coming back. He's coming back around. And uh, and then, you know, you had the moment. They beat up McAfee and 
Stone Cold coming out, you get the confrontation, and then you get the world's worst stoner of all time, even worse than the original oh, one. And you're just like, beautiful. you know what? This is great. This is awesome. Ashes to ashes, dude. It's, it began with a ter- <laughs> terrible stunner, and it ends with a terrible stunner. Exactly. Vince a genius. He is. He's like George Lucas. It rhymes. You it's know? true. He's a, he's a genius. He is a genius. Oh, that was beautiful, man. It was that's, awesome. That's even better and, frankly, even funnier than if it had been, like, the best one of all Oh, time. for sure. It was – oh, it couldn't have been any better. Um, it was, it was great. It was stupid. It was all, it was just awfully dumb, but just in the Mm. best way possible. And it was fun and everyone enjoyed it. And we were all having a great time as this is taking like 30 minutes out of the show. Yeah. Delightful. Don't care. It's great. Uh, It was fine. And then, and then, uh, then you just, you know, you get the classic, you get, you get the, the doofus Byron Saxon coming out and getting stunned, which is just always great. You all, you know it's happening, but also you believe Byron Saxon is stupid enough to not yes. realize it's happening. So it was oh, a perfect person for it to happen. That must be that must be such a fun role to be in as him. Oh yeah, uh, he's uh, he's living dream, man. That was awesome. And then and then and then just to top it off, the guy who the whole moment was about, who stole the whole show. Nope, Pat McAfee's gonna get Boom. stunned by Stone Cold too, and it was great. It was awesome. It it's it's great. It was great. And then, then you it, get the shot of him still drinking a beer as he's unconscious on the ground. On the ground. It was everything was great. Everything was I'm, great. It was, the, it was the stupidity over the topness in the best possible way. Best it was sports enter, sports entertainment in the best possible way. Like yes, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. it's fun after years of ripping on the WWE, which we will continue to do. And souring on AEW recently to be reminded of like what WWE's also, brand of wrestling. We didn't mention the fact that Vince McMahon technically won his match against Pat McAfee. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he pinned him and won. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because uh, they actually did an actual match with the bell and ref and yeah. everything. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh man, it's great. It's great stuff, man. It, it's just it, fun it, to be reminded of what WWE's brand of pro wrestling can look like at its best. It was real yeah. fun. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. You know, it it was it was it was Vince McMahon in the best possible way. Like absolutely, totally insane, oblivious, <laughs> egotistical to the ma- everything about it. Like ruining another character, ruining moments, making it about himself. <laughs> it was all the best possible thing. Of just disaster going the best possible way. Yeah. And I'll say this too about Austin Theory's character. I think his ceiling is high enough that he can afford to be like the goofus chosen son in this storyline. And the joke be on him similar to like what a weasel Kurt Angle was initially. Like he was used as – as a comedy heel for a minute. But like he can flip a switch and I think he can be back. So – yeah, this was this was so much more fun than it had any right to be. These have been like some of the best celebrity matches in WrestleMania history every year for like the last two years. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And McAfee's legitimately good. Like, oh, yeah, legitimately the whole crowd. Like he's the most over person like he was the most over person, I think, in all of WrestleMania other than Stone Cold, <laughs> maybe. But uh, the Cody pop and then the Stone Cold pops, of course. But other than that, who got a bigger reaction than Pat McAfee? 
He was over, dude. I like so that he punted over. the ball. He punted the ball into the crowd during his entrance. <laughs> he did. That was cool. He did. Seven Nation Army. That was pretty fun. I bet it's it fun to pick your music for something like that. That was cool. Yeah. No, I had a blast. I don't know who else. It, he's up there. He's in a league of his own. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, and he does commentary in the middle of the match that he's wrestling. It was awesome. So, and I did love. I remember the first time Pat McAfee was in WWE, he was just a panelist on the WrestleMania pre-show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he showed up wearing a suit with shorts. Yeah. Like suit shorts, like real fancy. And Michael Cole got so mad at him and like yelled at him in front of everyone and almost got him fired and sent home. And Pat was like, what the hell, man? Like, what is with these people? This guy is such a weirdo. He's such an uptight, like controlling. And he said Michael Cole came to him later and said, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I, I heard the boss really liked your shorts. I was just really stressed out. I shouldn't have taken that out on you. And like now and now they're best friends like they do commentary. Mark, it's so wholesome. Mm-hmm. They do commentary and like are an odd couple, but they don't have to be a heel in a face. They're just two guys who are like having fun watching a wrestling show. I kind of love it. And I love that during this match. I mean, it reminded me of heel Michael Cole, but it wasn't. It was Michael Cole rooting for his friend to win the WrestleMania match. Yeah. And it was so delightful. I just loved that. That was such a fun little wrinkle. And I forgot about him commentating on his own match. That was also very good. Oh, it was great. It was awesome. So, yeah, no, it was fun. It was my favorite thing of night two of WrestleMania by far. I I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, all right. So then we have the most uninteresting main event ever that has actively actively being billed as the (laughs) grandest and biggest wrestling match in the history of the world (laughs) like literally that was the official trademark title was the biggest wrestlemania match of all time in all caps i mark you know what i love this whole thing screams like a, a board of people sitting around a whiteboard like discussing ideas for how they're going to market this year's wrestlemania and somebody trying to motivate the team, like Vince or somebody's like, come on, you got to think about it. Like every year going into WrestleMania, we have to convince people that the WrestleMania main event is the biggest wrestling match of all time. And then they left the room and the guys were just like, I've got it. The biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Yeah. Like it's just so honestly, it's so funny that it doesn't bother me because it's very stupid. Mm-hmm. it's just so transparently lazy that I kind of have to laugh at it. I also, I mean, I'm biased. I thought it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I hated it, but that's fine. I thought it was. I, I, that's I, a lie. I, I can't say I hated it because I didn't care at all before, during, after mm. zero, not one moment. Did I have anything more than indifference for this match? Ever. I, they're going to have, here's the thing. They're going to have to do something with him between now and next year, especially if the plan is for him to fight The Rock at next year's WrestleMania. They're going to have to do something else to keep this Roman storyline fresh. Because whether that's whether that's like Cody wins one of his two titles at SummerSlam and Cody wins the WWE Championship and Roman defends the Universal Championship against somebody else or whatever, we, we have to see some cracks, some development, because we cannot do this for another year and change after that. We just uh, can't. Uh-huh. WWE probably begs to differ. Yeah, I know. Friend. Well, that's what I'm saying. But but all that being said, this version of the character is great. 
like is awesome. It's genuinely one of the best things in pro wrestling. He is so good. So it's fun to watch him and Brock have their like slugfest clash of the Titans. Like this is a genre I've noticed going back to the Goldberg Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania a couple years ago after Goldberg showed up and crushed him at Survivor Series. Mm hmm. That was the first of what I think of as like the Godzilla matches where it's just two big guys that hit all their finishers and they're out of there in like seven minutes. Yep. This match was closer to that genre than anything else. And that's exactly what Roman Reigns needs to be doing at this point in his career. Because at this point, everyone kind of assumes he's going to win. But as long as he looks dominant enough and doesn't give people a chance to get bored and start chanting stuff, then it doesn't matter. He's great. So I, I was fine with everything about the match. I like that he still had to cheat. Like, he's an insecure heel. As badass as he is, he still has to cheat to feel like he can beat Brock Lesnar. I thought that was fun. So I, it wasn't game-changing, but I think the way the match was structured felt like they knew it didn't have to be. So I was fine with it. it was, I, was, I was kind of surprised. There's a problem when you already know every single beat of the entire match before it ever happens. I didn't expect Roman to get his shoulder dislocated in a career. Well, yeah, so then the match right ended the even earlier because yeah. he got at legitimately hurt and they had to stop it, um, which just added to the just laziness of the whole thing. <laughs> this couldn't have been any lazier. The, the The match itself, the build itself, the fact that the match was made, everything about this just screamed desperation and laziness. And it was it was it was awful. It was awful. It was boring. It was just finishers. We've seen the same match 19 times. It was, ugh, it was, it's just so uninteresting. I could not care any less. There was, there was one good thing in the whole match, and that was, of course, the master himself, Paul Heyman, uh, when Brock was coming after him, him just yelling, uh, no, uh, we have him right where we want him. No, I, I, take, me, take me back. Take me back. We have him right. That was brilliant because he is brilliant. Um, Paul Heyman is the greatest weasel. Yes. In WrestleMania, uh, yeah, 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 in, in yeah, wrestling nope, history. Nope, 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 lie, sorry. Bobby the oh, Brain Heenan is the I, greatest as, weasel. When uh, you Paul Heyman me, is number two. Paul Heyman oh, is by far favorite, number two. My favorite, and maybe this is just because when I was watching him, but when it was like the year after uh, Lesnar beat the streak, and whenever people would corner Brock Lesnar or corner Heyman, he would immediately just melt and he'd be like, I'm just an advocate. I'm just an advocate. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was my favorite. Oh my word. He's treasure. Yeah. I don't no, know. Paul See, like, amazing. I, you could tell some really fun stories with Roman in the next year. And I just don't think they're going to, no. I think it's going to be a real slog. It's going to be pretty bad. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't care any less. Roman wins and, is the two is Roman two belts and you uh, just got to have, you know, here's the thing. Here's what I'm doing. And, and they won't do this, but here's what I'm doing. Have him do something in kayfabe. I don't know what make it up that warrants the forfeiture of both belts. And then at least there can be a chase as he goes and gets them again. And that way you open up WWE for Cody to go after and Roman's story for the year can be trying to get the other title back or something. You have to do some semblance of competition for some top title. Because when you're not letting the mid-card titles be defended on WrestleMania, and you just gave your two championship titles to the guy that everyone knows isn't going to lose for a year and a half, yeah, we're running out of stakes here. 
Yes. Yes, yes we are. Um yeah, that that's the that's the biggest question. Where does where does any of this go? And I can guarantee WWE <laughs> has no idea. No. Um I don't know. I I didn't watch anything from SmackDown or Raw except for the Cody promo, so I don't know what they've teased as coming up next if they even have. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I don't I don't know what's I don't know what what we do with this. Oh wait, hang on. Apparently they did this on one of the shows. Let me see. We clearly watch a lot of stuff. Oh, they're teasing Nakamura as the challenger for Roman Reigns. I mean, that could be fun, but that assumes that they'll take Nock seriously and like let him have a good match. They which haven't I don't taken him think... seriously in like three years. Correct. Exactly. Huh. Well, um. Okay. I was still a really I had a really fun time with this show. I thought it was great. I I don't know if what they're going to do next is going to be great, but I had a really fun time. <laughs> yeah, there was plenty of stuff that was fun. That's for sure. There was plenty of moments that were definitely worthwhile um with both nights of of the show. But yeah, you know, I I everyone I think the praise has been way too high. Th- and I think it's solely because the expectations with WWE are so low. I mean, the fact that the buildup was pretty, like, I can't think of any feud that had a great buildup. Yeah. Except for, like, Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. (laughs) Like, when that's the high watermark, you have reasonably low expectations, which I do do think does help. That pretty Mm -hmm. much every match on this card, with the exception of, pretty much every match on this card, like, surpassed expectations for me, except for um, Bobby Lashley and Omos, which I knew would be (laughs) the renaissance of modern wrestling. True. But, you know, it's it's good. I haven't watched any AEW. Tax season's almost over. I'll I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. Seems um, like it's been fine. I know you have some thoughts. I don't know if you want to get into it all again. I there's not I have I don't I don't care. I just I don't I don't watch it because I have no interest Um, until uh, like a month goes by where I don't see someone dive off of something, either (laughs) a ladder or the stands or something. I will not watch AEW. So until uh, like several weeks goes by without that clip coming up on my Instagram, (laughs) I no longer will watch this. Um, The problem is everyone loves it and everyone thinks AEW is amazing right now. Um, Mm hmm. And I'm sure there's decent stuff going on. I think I do enjoy every time I see a new clip of Hook just not giving an interview to someone. Yeah. I do enjoy that, I have to say. Um, I'm a big fan of um, the, again, I haven't actually watched it, but Blackpool Combat Club, Will yes. Moxley, Brian Danielson just killing jobbers every week. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah, and they did a good moment on Rampage, I think, with Wheeler Yuta where – they just beat yeah. the pulp out of him, but like it was the type of thing where he like earned their respect, and I think he joined the faction. So Wait. that's cool. Yeah, yeah like that's yeah. good. Like I'm all for that. Now we have 90 belts running around because every Ring of Honor title is just defended at a whim every week. Yeah, they need to um, separate that brand. That's ridiculous. So like the Young Bucks and FTR wrestled in what mm-hmm. everyone said is the greatest match ever. 
Um, for bo- it's I probably think both good. the AAA titles and the Ring of Honor tag team titles, but yeah. not the AEW tag team titles. Right. So, you know, but everyone said it was the greatest match of all time. But again, man, it's it's a, it's a too little too late. Like, <laughs> it could be, it might be, the, it might be amazing. I'm sure it's great. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. Should have done this two years ago. Why didn't you do this two years ago then? Yep. <sighs> it's run by yeah, a child. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to starting to watch it again just so I can k- tell you what happened and also play devil's advocate for everything that they do. So, yeah, they. Because we got, um, what is it? Double or nothing coming up? At the end of May. I don't know. It's one of their four pay per views. Yeah, you're right. It usually Somebody's career is going to be on the line. Something stupid's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the tables match with the Hardys and Butcher and the Blade just threw rules out the window. Um, well, yeah. Apparently, Jeff Hardy was eliminated through a table, and then he's the one who won the match. So, you know. Whatever. Again, it's run by a child. <laughs> And nothing matters. So it's nice. There's a couple things, you know, like the the Moxley and Brian Danielson thing seems to be booked, being booked well. Um, so, you know, you know, you know what I love? This is our choice. Modern wrestling fan. Choose your path. The company booked by an old, old man. Oh, Adam Cole is wrestling or, for the title again. Or the company booked by a child. Yeah. Isn't it a Texas yeah, death in a, match in a death match Texas. on Rampage. Okay, great. Sure. So it does, it's not real. I'm not going to watch your. It'll be the first match. match of the show too. You know, to lead off the show, and it would be very baller if it lasted an hour. That would be cool. They won't do that again. No, it would not. We've done that too many times. AEW doesn't know what to do. They either do some car crash match or they do some like 45 minute epic match for no reason. Hmm. And it's just like, yeah, that match was good. was really good, but I don't care because there was no reason for it to happen or to happen mm-hmm. that way. Like, there's no variation that happens in AEW of anything. Anyway, I just don't care until I don't see Woo! someone jump off of something really, really high for multiple weeks. Yep. That's, that's the staple. So, all right. That was our WrestleMania recap. Any, uh, anything else to add here, Harris? Um, yeah, I picked up a WWE 2K22, mostly with an eye towards playing it once tax season ends, if I take a couple days off. I will say, I love the creation suite in those games so much. I spent like a couple, like two hours this afternoon just looking at all the wrestlers people have already created and like all the, you know, all the AEW ones, sure, but also a whole lot of goofy ones that are just a ton of fun. The creativity of people is remarkable. Haven't played much of the actual game yet. I'm sure it's fine. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. Let's go ahead and do that. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back. I don't know. A week, two weeks, a month. Who knows? Some point. Yeah. To talk more wrestling. So Woo! thanks for listening. Yeah.